opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Community Cooking Corner for November 14th. 2023. This is Herbie Allen, and uh, I well, we do have a lot of parade of guests on this call, so uh, I guess you can expect anybody. Today, I am actually in the kitchen. We're going to be cooking for you all. I will be, surprisingly. And yes, they, they actually let me out every once in a while to cook on my own call. And so we're going to do beef stroganoff and garlic bread homemade garlic bread well not quite homemade garlic bread but um how you can make it yourself if you want if you don't want to buy the store-bought stuff but want to take some shortcuts in the process so easy peasy as i tried to do on these calls whenever possible got a uh, great uh set of talent for you here today helping us out uh, with our uh, pilot and co-pilot uh, Lucy over on the Zoom side, Tyann over on the uh, Clubhouse side and stream as well. So uh, thank you, ladies, for helping out as uh, always. So let's get this show on the road. So I don't know if any of you ever listened to uh, Courtney's call back when she did In the Kitchen with Courtney, but she did a beef stroganoff recipe. And this is pretty much the same one, just a couple of slight differences, but um, I thought I'd bring it back because uh, A, it goes well with garlic bread, and B, I don't, you know, if you did not listen to Courtney's call, you did not uh, learn how to make stroganoff then, so you'll get a chance to make it today. So um, I actually, uh, yep, so uh, we, can, we can thank Courtney for this. So one of the big differences I'm going to do differently than uh, Courtney is uh, back when she did hers, she used steak. And I have used that method before. I've, uh, it, it is really good that way. But I decided that for the sake of the call and for time, we're going to use stew beef, something that uh, I've talked about with uh, Colby and did get to use on one call actually when we did beef stew we're going to use it again for stroganoff so why the stew beef well it already comes up uh, cut up and cubed so the work's done for you you just have to put it in the pot and get her sauteing so that's the one thing i did not get out of the fridge if stew beef is not an option of course like i said you can cut up steak you can if uh, you prefer um, where did my stubies go? There it went. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Um, I'll talk about the stew beef in just a minute, what it looks like. If you can't use stew beef, of course, there is always ground beef that uh, you can use. It would taste okay. Um, I think the actual chunks of beef taste a little bit better myself. But um, you can use whatever you have at hand. Of course, you can use any type of thing you know you don't even have to use meat if you just want to use mushrooms and onions or you could uh, use chicken um so there are definitely variants you can do with this so the stew beef comes in a pack i got the uh, bigger sized pack because um that uh, you know it'll permeate the stroganoff throughout and i can feel so you hear you can hear the plastic bag i'm going to take that off that's what 
you know, the meat comes wrapped in like the tray itself. And then through the tray, I can feel that the meat is cubed. So it feels very different from my other meat that I have in the fridge, including the ground beef, chicken, and whatnot. So just by feel alone, I can feel that the beef is cubed within the plastic wrap. So I'm just going to take a fingernail and, well, first of all, we got to get out our pot and we put in a little bit of oil to uh, help saute the beef because we don't want things to burn. And I'm just going to use a little bit of olive oil for that. You may remember seeing that on the ingredients list if you are part of the ACB cooks list. So where is my olive oil? Oh, here is my olive oil. How do I know it's olive oil? Olive oil comes in a square bottle usually. Um, I've seen it go come in both plastic and glass. This one is plastic. It has a little ring on the thing when you first take off the lid. So we've got to pull that off. Oh boy, it's going to be difficult. Okay. It's going to not cooperate. All right. So there's a little plastic piece inside here that uh, I was trying to get out. And we're going to have to just peel the plastic piece off itself. Okay, I was hoping to use a plastic ring to get it off, but no such luck. So now that that's done, I'm just going to pour some in the bottom of the pot. I am not using a precise measurement, so you can use as much or as little as you want. You don't need too much, but you don't want too little either. And But you want it to coat like the pot. And... Um, so I'd probably about maybe an inch. I am using, you can use a skillet if you want. I am using a huge pot because everything will stay in the pot and not spill over when you're stirring. And uh, that really can make life a lot easier. Whoa, and I'm dropping my olive oil. That's not good. Okay. But I have the lid on, thankfully, so no accidents. Putting it back in its place. And we're going to wash off the ex excess because I'd uh, gotten done touching it. So, um, you know, the pan to make sure it was where it should be. Okay. So now that that's done, we can attend to our beef, our stew beef. And um, by the way, I will mention if uh, something interesting. So. They were talking about on its electric last uh, week how uh, they used uh, stew beef as a uh, roast because it was cheaper and the work was, again, already done for you. It's already cut up. Now, people do, of course, do have misgivings about things that are already cut up. You know, do they add anything extra or whatever? I, that, that, that's more than I honestly know. And I don't uh, worry about that for things that are cut up because you know so we're going to get this started and i'm going to add in a little bit of garlic powder to the beef and um you know i would suggest that i use worcestershire sauce for the uh, beef that would definitely be an interesting flavoring i don't think we need it for this recipe but uh, i have used that on steaks and stuff um now keep in mind, of course, I mean, you can add whatever you want to the beef seasoning. I'm going to add in a little bit of pepper as well. But, of course, it's going to, you know, be blended in with other things like um, 
cream of mushroom soup and vegetables and stuff like that. So I'm kind of sauteing, you know, seasoning it as it's uh, the stove is starting to get heated up here. Now, let's talk about the stove because we had a very fascinating discussion last week over the fear factor and how that can play into cooking. So, me personally, I am perfectly fine with standing in front of a hot stove. The heat does not make me nervous. Same with an oven. So I can stand it. And I would say anybody that has the ability to, I think that you're better off if you can. But I realize, of course, that isn't going to work for everybody. So what if you are concerned about being in front of a hot stove or something like that? And you want to do this recipe. Well, one thing you can, of course, do is you could use the oven to um, you know, prepare everything. So that would be uh, one way. And um, probably your best way, actually, as an alternative if you're concerned about the uh, hot stove. But otherwise, again, if you use a pot, it, I mean, I guess I can, I can see why it can be daunting, but it's going to be a little bit safer than trying to use, like, a skillet. Um, but, uh, you know, I can, you know, I guess I mean personally, so you have to do, of course, what works best for you, of course, when the cooking, but I just thought I would mention that, um, that can factor into some of my instructions with the less of the fear factor, so. Um, no, I never really give much thought because it's just part of cooking. I'm adding in a little bit of pepper to the beef for seasoning. And, um, okay, that'll be good. So, now you can probably hear it sizzling in the background. I'm going to get my spoon and start stirring it. I prefer a metal spoon. Some people do prefer the wooden spoons. I find that um, I can just feel better with a metal spoon. And it's just a lot easier to work with, a lot less cumbersome, not as uh, awkward in my hands. And um, that's what uh, works for me personally. So I'm just kind of stirring it up a little bit. Should turn on the kitchen fan. And of course, there's all types of seasoning you can add to the beef. And the Sogmaf recipe that I originally um, I knew about used like cayenne pepper, for instance, which is good stuff. But I don't have that on hand today, so I just use regular pepper. Okay. Um. So next thing we're going to add in, in a couple minutes is the onions and mushrooms. But now is a good time for anybody with any questions or comments and um, on what we have done so far. So um, if you would like to, you can now raise your hand. And I just want to focus on what we've done so far. But if you have any questions or comments, and if you're cooking along with me, I'd like to know that too. So Lucy, Diane, do we have anybody? Not yet. 
All right. I forgot to talk about the temperature. I actually did kind of put it on high. I really don't need to cook it on high. It's good to, you know, get the oven started a little bit, but I'm going to move it down to like medium high. So let's talk onions next. Now, there are a number of things that you can do with onions. I mentioned that I cheat and I buy them pre-chopped. It is such a time saver that uh, it's not funny. Plus, you don't have to deal with the aspect of the peeling and all that. But you can definitely chop an onion, oh, there are the mushrooms, with, um, if you don't want to buy it pre-chopped. What I like to do when I did chop them is cut them in half, and that made it easier to then cut the peel off. And then I would either chop them into quarters, or use like a food processor or a salad shooter. But then I discovered minced onions already in a tub. And boy, oh boy, does that make life a whole lot easier because I use, it's a resealable tub, so I don't have to use the whole thing if I don't want to. But uh, there's just a plastic thing I peel off, then I take off the lid. And um, this is one from Walmart, by the way. But, uh, and voila, I have a tub full of diced onion ready to go and I just hold it over the pot and pour like that and then I'll just feel around to get the excess onion off no crying no cutting boards no sharp knives and especially if time is a factor you've now saved yourself some work and still have a wholesome meal ready to go. Now I'm going to stir in the onions and um, now I'm noticing some of the seasoning spilled onto the burner of the stove. So let's talk about the stove by the way because of course placement of your pot is such a crucial thing and I uh, I'm going to go over this again because I don't know if we have any new people that have uh, not been on the call before or in for listening. So I want to make sure that we cover all bases here. So for those of you veterans, you can always plug your ears. So my stove is the old-fashioned type. It has physical burners. And um, what that means is you have your bigger burners for your larger pots. You have your smaller burners for your smaller pots. So you place it on the stove ahead of time before you turn on the burner. I've also got beautiful knobs. No buttons or anything like that. Um, one of the best tricks I've heard for people with the touch screen, um, not touch screen, uh, flat surface burners, is to know where the center is, turn on the stove for just a tiny, like a second or two. Then turn it off and feel where the it starts to heat up. It won't be hot, hot or anything like that. It will just be very warm. And then you can know where to place your pot based off of that. I have honestly not worked with a flat top stove, so I'm uh, just repeating what I have heard others uh, talk about. But um, that is what I have heard. Um, you, you do have a raised hand. All right, I do have a raised hand. Okay, let's get to the raised hand. Elizabeth. 
Actually, this yes, isn't ma'am. about stove. So finish your stove thing because that's a good intro. This is about the actual recipe. So I will mute and you can do your stove thing. Well, we're actually about to switch to the mushrooms anyway. So now's oh. a good time to transition. I don't um, oh, I don't have anything else to say okay. on the whole. Uh, then let me make thing. a couple comments about mushrooms and some other ingredient possibilities here. Um, for people who like mushrooms, there are lots of different varieties out there. So you may want to experiment and find out and even use a variety of them as a mixture. And you could either substitute the mushrooms for the beef, or you could use a lot of mushrooms and less beef, or you could use a lot of mushrooms and chicken instead of the beef, like um uh bone-in chicken thighs would work in this fine they're cheaper than the the flat um chicken cutlets but if you want to buy chicken cutlets yeah. you can buy boneless um i buy bone in and then i take save the bones and make chicken stock and they're cheaper but whatever um so you can do that um the other thing is you can start off this recipe didn't mention it, but you could start off and saute up uh, like a bunch of onions and green peppers and garlic and and add that to the recipe. None of this is necessary. All of this is easy. You could you could probably use um, shrimp instead of the um chicken or beef if you wanted to i guess i guess you could use tofu this doesn't strike me as the kind of recipe that i would personally make with tofu but you know you could and i've known people who make it with ground um beef or ground turkey and do stroganoff that way um and then you can either serve it over a baked potato or noodles or mashed potatoes so it's really a really good recipe to know how to do because your variations are are big and finally, you could use um, Greek yogurt instead of sour cream if you want to reduce the fat. The flavor will be really good. It's still great. So, and you could always add a dash of Worcestershire sauce or um, A1 sauce to bring up the beef. So I will now leave and hopefully those are useful things. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Liz. And uh, excellent tips there. Okay, do we have anybody else? All right, not hearing the call for hands. We will talk about, oh, what was that? I said no, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, um, and by the way, guys, before I forget, be sure to, that there is one of the unspoken requirements of this call is you must listen to Lucy's Music Memories tonight at 9, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on MCDVI Radio. She will be spotlighting artists with November birthdays. So um, uh, you, you guys didn't know you had no choice but to listen, right? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, bit of free advertising for Lucy. Here. Yeah. All right. So the mushrooms... So the mushrooms I got are the sliced mushrooms because I can just break them up and put them in the pot. Uh, and you can make them as big or as small as you want them, even with the sliced. I, you can just use your hands. So notice, like I said, with this recipe, you do not have to use any knives whatsoever. You can use your hands. I am making them as small as possible. I am not a big mushroom fan myself. <laughs> 
And um, we will talk about the sour cream in a little bit here. Well, some of you know my very low opinion of that stuff. But uh, I, there are rules about not yucking somebody else's yum. And um, we probably might get hard and feathered here. But uh, um, suffice it to say that the way it works with the sour cream is... Um, somebody's not mine will actually have the sour cream and um they are more than welcome to it so the fun part of this is you know we do have the heat coming from the pot i'm turning it down to medium so the heat is a little bit less intensive and then we're going to and we probably don't need to turn it back up too much because the meat is largely cooked, and, and, but we do want the mushrooms cooked. And green peppers, an interesting addition to it. So the sliced mushrooms, by the way, they come in the eight ounce square, and they're like rectangular containers. And um, they, um, you can get them whole or sliced, or there's jarred mushrooms you can get too. So I'm throwing away the stems, which are the long parts, and just putting in the other part of the mushroom. This can be a little tedious because there's a lot of mushrooms in here. But um, we are um, getting them broken up. And, uh, you know, Neil Sadaka really did get it wrong, guys, when he said breaking up is hard to do. Um, I don't know if his is a November birthday or not, but uh, um, nevertheless, he did get it wrong. So. All right. Um, we're going to get some of this uh, into pot here so i'm just throwing the stems in the garbage so what we're going to do is what i find works best for me when it comes to the garlic oh i oh I'll come, we'll come back to that um green peppers so that works for me because i am a fan of uh, green peppers i'm not sure if i ever had any stroganoff but um that would definitely be interesting um i won't uh, put them in this recipe because you know my uh, chanel does not like them and so that would not be Nice to do that, but uh, very interesting thought on that. And um, so we're just uh, breaking up the mushrooms here. So then, what we're going to add in is a little bit is a cream of mushroom soup, and. What I'm going to do with that though, is, and that's when I also will add in my garlic. I find it cooks better with the liquid rather than just adding it to the dry ingredients. And um, we're going to do that. And then of course we also need to get to our noodles. So I will talk more about those in a little bit. We'll be doing the traditional egg noodles that we use for stroganoff. All right. I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> all right. She's going to ask a question. All right. We've got a bad host here, but <laughs> all right, go ahead. Why, why do you throw away the stems? I use them. 
I didn't think you use them. I didn't think you could. I didn't think they had any use. Oh, I, like, I, I use actually them. Yeah. Do you use them? Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, just wondering. All right. Okay. Oh. For that, no, I guess I won't tell on you today. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so well, if I can use the stems, that makes this process a little bit easier. I always, because uh, it's tricky to know sometimes there's stems you can use, stems you can't use or shouldn't use. All right, but, uh, yep. that you have a raised this. hand. I do have a raised hand. All right. Matthew. Excuse me. What type of mushrooms are you using? I never heard um, of So these are just the regular pre-sliced mushrooms um, that you get from the store. So just like your standard type there, um, I don't remember, like, I'd have to go look to see what particular, like they're your portobello type mushrooms. Um, I do know they're not your magic mushrooms, so... Um, yeah, I, that. Um, so don't 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 go listen to Jefferson Airplane looking for mushrooms, uh, guys. You know, because that uh, we're not using those. Oh, you have um, another another raised hand. All right, and I'll, I'll just say for those of you, uh, you know, we're not using any white rabbit in this uh, recipe either. Okay, um, let's get out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Petra. <laughs> oh, Petra, save us. <laughs> Petra, you're muted still. Star six. Hey there. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I thought I was unmuted. I already had my asked my question. How much garlic are you using? And are you using minced garlic? Ah, uh, right. Great question. Um, you can use as much garlic as you want. I'm going to tell you about another cool shortcut with garlic, but um, it's not the mince type. I use the already peeled garlic. So I'm going to put it through a mincer. I don't, I, you know, minced garlic itself is more of a shortcut. I do not like how that stuff tastes. It doesn't taste like real garlic, and I don't know how to explain it. Maybe because it's the water that does something to it. Um, but you can, with the garlic, you can use as much or as little as you want, so. All right, now we're going to use my spoon to stir in the mushrooms. Now, one thing, I want to go back to the kitchen safety thing, because if you are not comfortable with dealing with a hot pot, then you probably would prefer a wooden spoon, just because of the, um, you know... Uh, heat factor. And we have somebody else? Yeah, we had Merle, but he lowered his hand. But Merle, would you like to to speak? Yeah, I was just going to comment about the mushrooms again, about the stems. Mm -hmm. I usually just yep. cut the very bottom of the stem off, and I use the rest of it. the stems. They all, they're all mushrooms. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, if you want right. to keep the and if you don't want to use the stems in that, you can save the stems, and then you can use that in a soup or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, All right. Diane. 
Yeah, um, I came in a little bit late, so I didn't. So, so Herbie, did you cut up um, fresh mushrooms, or are you using like some I, kind of canned? I'm using the sliced mushrooms. So when you uh, you can get sliced mushrooms that come in a the container, they're not canned. They're regular mushrooms that are just pre-sliced. So. I mean, it really doesn't matter. You can break up regular mushrooms with your hand too, and oh. um, but you know they're they're pre-sliced, and so you can just dump them in. Or I I break them up a little bit myself because I'm not a big fan of like mushrooms, but I'll eat them in something like if they're chopped up. So okay, because I know Joe Joe buys mushrooms every week and um, you know cuts them up, <laughs> so. Yeah, thanks. All right. I had never seen welcome. mushrooms like that. Hi, Herbie. I had never seen soup like that when you make it like that. Did you, did you, did you cut the, uh, how long does it take you to make the uh, mushrooms? All right. Um, so the mushrooms are pretty, yeah, I bought them pre-sliced. So I just um, added them into the pot a little bit ago. So I'm just kind of stirring them in. Mm. What are you making today? Stroganoff. We're making stroganoff Ooh. today. If you'd raise yes. your hand, that would be really helpful to speak. Yes. When you need to speak. So if you're, yep, if you're on, yep. So um, if you're on Zoom, make sure you hit the reactions button and you'll find the raise hand under there. But yes, we're making beef stroganoff today. So for any latecomers, um, that is what's on the menu. And I, I promise people that I send it to you all virtually. So, um, very good. Okay, so I kind okay. of turned up the heat a little bit. One more raised yes. hand. Ebrahim. All right. Hi. Um, so, what, I forgot what spices you added besides pepper? Garlic powder. Okay. Um, I was chatting to my sister and she said that she adds uh, ground coriander and some ground cinnamon to us. Um, oh. It sounds interesting. I haven't it's tried it yet. Uh, I know how yeah, you and Chanel uh, are fans of cinnamon, so. Yeah, um, Chanel, I don't know if you're on here, but um, cinnamon and your uh, stroganoff. Um, But, uh, all right. Okay. So, but Melissa. I am going to, yes. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you are making the stroganoff, how long, how, how long does it make for you to make the uh, stroganoff? Cause I love stroganoff. Stick That's around and find out. Okay, that, <laughs> yep. Okay. So good question though. Let's see. So let's see. It is right now. Oh, 9.31. So we've been up here about half an hour sauteing the beef and the onions and all that. So um, I'm going to let this cool off for a minute before draining it. Because what I'm going to do is drain out the olive oil. And then we're going to add back in the cream of mushroom soup. So while we're doing that... Um, Oh, do we have any other hands? You're, you're, you're on me to close. I'm sure if we still had other hands or not. Nope. 
Nope. Okay. So I've now got the package of egg noodles, and I'm going to get my pot over here. And the second pot. We're talking about magic mushrooms and pot today in this call. That's not good. Um, <laughs> I'm so gonna get. Yeah. Oh, um, you're 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 getting me in trouble. <laughs> I got a mute. Uh -huh. <laughs> And I was sampling the beef there, yes, to make sure it was good and cooked and all that. So we're going to cut open this package of noodles. I'm going to use my scissors and cut across lengthwise. And question is, of course, how much noodles do we need? Well, I will go ahead and use the whole pot because, uh, uh, whoa, it's spilling on the counter here. That's not good. Um, I'll use this whole bag. Because the pot can handle that. If you want to have less noodles, of course, you can just do half. Then we use the rest for another time. And um, now we're going to add in the water. So most people will tell you, add in the noodle, add in the water, get it to boiling, and then add in the noodles. That's great. Now we don't need to do things that way because it's a little bit more hazardous. And we can accomplish the same thing by not doing it that way. So I'm putting the noodles in away from the stove. So no stray noodles will hopefully get on the uh, stove. And then I'm going to now take this pot over to the sink. I'm going to turn on the water, switch to filtered in this case, and now fill the pot up with water. And I'll be able to see the ratio of water to noodles because the noodles already in the pot, so I'll see that I'm going to stuff out my way in the sink. See the water well, water level rising. So, and I can make sure that the water gets all over the uh, noodles and stuff too, so they're already starting to soak. Jonathan, now, a couple other things to the help with noodles is we're going to add in a little bit of salt that keeps them from sticking, and then just a tiny, tiny bit of olive oil. And this will keep them from sticking to your pot, and uh, you'll be able to use them all. Okay, so this is filling up nicely. And, um, very good, okay. Okay, so you have a raised to... hand. Alright, I'll get to it in just a second. Give me one second, guys, and I will get to you, I promise. Um, carrying a heavy pot to the uh, stove here. Now, where's my salt? Um, where is my salt? Oh, there's my salt. Just going to put in a tiny bit. So let's make sure we have it. So. Okay. And as I'm adding in the olive oil, we're gonna, I'm going to add in just a tiny bit of olive oil, like I said, to keep it from sticking. You can use vegetable oil, you can use peanut oil. Um, and then I'm going to get the water to uh, boiling, and we're going to let her boil. So I'm just pouring in a bit of oil and just kind of using my hands to spread it evenly throughout 
the um, thing here. So, all right, let's get to our question. Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth. Hey there, a suggestion about the noodles, if you're interested. Um, I, I have done this and it works really, really well. And if you want to do it, you can do this. You take a pot, you have a colander that you know is going to fit in the pot so that the colander edge will not, so the colander won't sink into the pot, but it will actually um, fit along the edge of the pot, but the colander will be over the pot if you can follow me. There are also pots that are made like this specifically to do this. Um, and then mm -hmm. you can boil the water and you put the noodles, so you got the water boiling separately, and you put the noodles in the colander the way you would have done it, but just put the dry noodles in the colander or in the pot insert that has the little holes in it that fits into your pot. If you can get one of these pots, they're great. And then you put it in the boiling water so you don't have to touch the boiling water, pour anything into the boiling water. And then when it comes time to drain things, instead of having to drain the noodles, you just pick the colander or the pot insert out and, and sort of hold it over the pot for a minute and let it, like all the water, drain off a little bit and then run it to your sink. And you're not, you're not waving big pots of water around draining noodles. Does that make any sense, Herbie? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay. Yes, it does. Excellent suggestion. Um, I've heard of those pots too with the inserts in them and they sound pretty cool. They're really great pots right. and you can use them for lots of other things. If you ever find one somewhere, they tend to be pretty big, but they're really valuable to have as a kitchen thing, particularly for blind people. Mm -hmm. Very good. Thank you for that, Liz. And do we have anybody else? Not yet. All oh, right. Petra. Sorry, so, Petra. Mm -hmm. Petra. I think what, you're, what Elizabeth is talking about, we've always just called a steamer pot. It almost is like a maybe a double boiler where there's like two pots, but the one that goes on top has the holes in the bottom. And I use it to steam vegetables or all kinds of things. Yes, but they're big. Um, you can get them in different sizes. The ones for the pasta tend to be really big. And they're terribly valuable. And you will find all kinds of uses for them once you own one of them. What's your definition of big? How many inches across? Oh, 12 inches, maybe 14 inches. I mean, 16 inches. Some of them are big. I mean, mine is pretty big because the thing is you're going to need enough water in it for the pasta. So, you know, you need, you need something um, that will, that will be big enough to have pasta water in it. Although you don't need as much pasta water like they always say you need eight times as much water as pasta. I, I don't know where that came from, and I've never found that to be true. So do what you want with that. But they're very useful for lots of things, steaming vegetables, um, 
boiling potatoes. I mean, there's just tons of stuff you can do with them. They're great to have. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is now do some stirring with these um, boiling noodles. That'll help them keep them sticking and make sure that they all get the water. One thing you have to be careful of, which I have done more harm to myself with this than even oil, is water vapor. And um, so where the steam will just suddenly rise up at you. Um, that has been more hazardous to me. And in fact, even one time, it even happened to me on a call while making macaroni. That was not a pleasant experience. So, um, now the other question that I've gotten about boiling stuff is how do you know when your water is boiling? Well, you're gonna have some very good clues like, um, is, it vi is the pan vibrating? Like right now, mine is not vibrating. So I know that the water is not boiling. And I discovered that my pot was not center on the burner. So I have now fixed that and it should get to a boiling. Okay, we're now gonna take our beef mixture and take it over to the strainer. And like I said, the purpose of this is to drain out the excess olive oil. And then we're going to put back in the cream of uh, mushroom soup and let it to simmer. And so now this will be a good time to see if anything is going to stick to the pot. It is not, I don't think. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are some things that are wanting to stick. Okay. So we're just going to use my uh, spoon to get an extra stuff off. And this will keep the stroganoff from being too, you don't want it to be too greasy. I mean, you can't have it that way, but it really doesn't uh, work well, in my opinion, if it's uh, too oily or anything like that. So. William's iPhone has joined the meeting. Amanda is shaking out the extra olive oil. All right, Amanda. Amanda, you're still muted. All right, let's go to Merle. Well, Herbie, uh, are you just using mushroom soup in it or do you make a roux for it first? I will be using a mushroom soup. And how much mushroom soup do you use? Ah, great question. Stick around. We're going to get to that in just a second. All right. So I'm just kind of making sure that. And one of the reasons why I let this cool down is it's a lot easier to work out the. Amanda make sure the oil is draining. All right, I should stop sampling, but <laughs> you know how it goes. <clears throat> All right. And as the clock strikes the witching hour, we're going to wash out Amanda Winkler has joined the meeting. The uh, 
bottom of the pot here. All right, Diane. Yeah, I um I missed the, the very beginning of the call, Kirby. So I'm wondering, um, like, did you get your what kind of beef did you use? Already looked at, was it already sliced or cubed or did you? Yeah, you know, I used the stew beef that's already cubed. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yep. I use yep the stew beef. Yep. You're welcome. All right, Amanda, are you now able to unmute? You know, you had a question. She, oh, she's back. Okay, Di Amanda, can you unmute? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, I believe the pot, the pot that uh, people are talking about is called a pasta pot, and typically they're either six to eight quarts, and um, there's two versions. One has a uh, an insert that it's a strainer. Basically, it has holes in it. Um, the second version is just a pot with a lid, and the lid has uh, holes in it. And so uh, you are able to lock the lid, and when uh, when you're ready to drain the pasta or whatever whatever you have in there to drain. Um, you lock the lid and you use the holes to pour the the liquid out. That's the one I have. I love oh, cool. it. I love it. <laughs> yep, definitely. Well, that is going to be on my Christmas wish list. Is all I consider that because that'll definitely come in handy. All right. Thank you for that, Amanda. You popped the pot. All right. So. We're now, um, I was washing out this pot, getting the extra, extra stuff out there. So the question has come about how much cream of mushroom soup do I use? All right. So I use the family-sized can for that, and that'll generate enough uh, liquid to give us our sauce. So what we're going to do is place this back on the stove, give our strainer one final shake, just to be on the safe side, and, okay, whoa, that stuff falling out here. Now the other thing I need to do is check on the, my noodles. So let's do that before we get started here. Whoa. Okay. They are boiling, but uh, Merle J. Okay. Two has left the meeting. They are definitely in boiling water. Not quite making the boiling water sound I would have expected to hear, but uh, I can tell by feeling of the spoon that they are definitely uh, softer, which is what we are wanting. So, now let's talk about our cream of mushroom soup here. I'm going to 
get out my can opener. I use the manual can opener. There are various types, of course. And I'm going to put the thing, the grooves of the can opener on here, and we're going to turn. You know, because as the birds told us, and they were not the original to do so, by the way, so I won't give them full credit. Um, Pete Seeger actually, I think, wrote the song, you know, uh, To Everything, Turn, Turn, Turn. And that's what we're doing here with the crank of this can opener. So he, he, he must have had the can opener in mind, or, or was it the spinning earth? I don't know. But a um, bit of a musical lesson for you all here on this call today. And no, it's not Lucy's Music Memories, it's, uh, <laughs> but you, you can catch 80s and 90s tomorrow where we will not be playing that song because. Now I'm curious to see if there's an 80s and 90s version of it. Um, the birds actually did perform into the 90s, so it's not impossible. Okay. Anyway, guys, I digress. I'm going to turn. I poured the uh, got the can, lid off the can. I poured the mushroom soup into the thing, and I'm going to set the meat uh, heat to about medium. And now let's talk about our garlic. So. One of the best inventions they've come out with is peeled garlic, where it's done for you. All you have to do is put it in the minster so you don't have the extra water, but you still have the real garlic. So that is what we are going to have. Oh, and by the way, guys, the, I forgot to mention the other and perhaps just as important requirement is uh, don't forget games to play with Lady A today with uh, Lucy. So um, that's at 2 p.m. So I expect to see you all at both places. And make sure you bring your friends, your neighbors, your frenemies, um, your enemies for that matter too, you know, I mean, bring everybody. And um, <laughs> because uh, the more the merrier, right? And uh, maybe not, I don't know. Um, but we're going to cut off the, uh, this bag has one of those seals on it. I'm just using my knife. I could have found, tried to find my scissors if I wanted to instead, but, uh, the knife works just as well. So now we've got actual garlic cloves and, uh, not cloves as in cloves, but to cloves as in cloves. If you want to know more about homophones, that's Mary's call right after Lucy's call. Both of these, by the way, are also on media five. Um, now I'm going to take out my garlic mincer and this is, it kind of looks like how to describe it. It has like shears maybe. So there's like a handle, two handles. We're going to put our bulb, our cloves rather inside. And I'm just going to do two at a time because that'll work best for this. And then hold it over the pot as I hear my mushroom sizzling and squeeze. Then open it, hold it over wise, and just peel, uh, throw, get out the, um, what's in the thing, like a little uh, minced garlic now is what we have over the pot. And I think I'm going to use about six cloves, so we're going to repeat the process two more times. But like I said, you can use as much or as little as you want. It is a matter of taste. So this will make it uh, somewhat garlicky. 
And uh, that's what I'm kind of going for. Well, I, I just those, learned uh, something. I, I didn't know you could buy peeled garlic. I did not know that. Yep, you can. That is um, awesome. It is. I got wow. mine from Walmart. Yep. Yep. Spice World is the brand that has one. Um, I've also seen one Amazon Fresh also has a peeled garlic. So, uh, yep, you can. See, guys, you, you, know, you can learn stuff from these calls that we can learn from each other. So that is my garlic, and since, since it's already peeled, my life is a whole lot easier. And now I can just wash my hands. Put the bag up and get to a stirring. I'm now going to stir both pots. Matthew has left the meeting. And um, uh, let's see, what time are we at? We are 10:52. Close. All right, close. We have close. a raised okay. hand. We do. All right, let's get to that, Elizabeth. Hey, hey there. You know, it occurred to me that if you have leftover turkey after Thanksgiving that's already cooked, you could make the sauce. You could make all of this. You wouldn't have to cook your meat, but you could just add in cooked turkey, and I guess you could add in cooked chicken, but it certainly would be a good way to get rid of some leftover turkey and, uh, you know, go with that. Well, I'll say this much. If anybody's baking over a hearthstone and you add in turkey and chicken, you're technically killing two birds with one stone. So, um. Oh, my. Oh, good. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Liz. And um, you'll never be the same again from this call, call guys, let me tell you. Um, so the noodles are definitely now boiling. I can feel the vibration of the water through the spoon, even if it's not coming, whoa, vapor is coming up. So I'm trying to, uh, this one, if you're not comfortable with water vapor, vapor, definitely use a wooden spoon. I still prefer to feel what I'm doing. Um, but, I'm just giving it a good stir and that'll actually take down some of the vapor here as it's definitely boiling so then how to tell if the noodles are done i mean it's just a little bit of guesswork obviously same with this as we're just now um just kind of heating up this soup and mixing in the garlic giving everything a good stir and um, now we're going to turn off our water pot, first of all. And if you have one of those fancy dancy uh, pasta pots, then your life has just become a whole, whole lot easier. Us uh, old uh, people here, um, on the other hand, for safety reasons, we're going to let it uh, cool off for just a minute. But uh, um, now we're going to turn off this pot too, actually. So for this, we don't need to, for this big pot now, we don't need to do any more straining because we're going to add in the things. Now, 
Okay, um, it's, it's 55. All right. So, guys, uh, before we go on, I want to, first of all, say goodbye to those of you listening on ACB Media 5. It's been great having you, but uh, we've uh, got to uh, leave you. Um, your next programming will be Essential Oils with Haley at 11. I'm sorry, noon, followed by a game, uh, Unmute Presents, games to play with Lady A, and then the helpful hints on homophones. So Tuesday's a full slate of programming on Media 5. So um, if you have not already done so, you can subscribe to the ACB Cooks list. ACB um, is the owner of the list, so you just write to community at acb.org. And by the way, if you're not on the community call list, you can do the same thing. Um, just include your name and email address and say, I want to be added to the cooks list or say, I want to be added to the community call list really? either way. And um, just make sure you include your name and email address and they will get you added. Next week, it's going to be interesting as Janine and I are going to be collaborating on meatloaf and turkey loaf. So uh, make sure you join for that. If uh, you want an interesting call, it's going to be that. Um, just with how Janine and I are. And um, we um, uh, hope you'll be able, if you want to cook along with us, you, by all means, you can. And if uh, not, that's fine too. So um, either way, we'd love to have you. So that's meatloaf versus turkey loaf. Cooking corner meets wake, make, and bake and uh yeah so that's gonna be on tap for you all next week and uh, that'll be uh, the week of thanksgiving so make sure you stick around because we will have exciting things for you on uh, thanksgiving uh, day itself i have no doubt so um if you ask me they should stream the football games instead but oh, i guess not everybody likes football and then you run into copyright issues and all that type of stuff so uh, yeah um no that would not that really would not be a good idea actually um no if you could get some blind football announcers that would be a totally different to think. okay i'm getting off way off track here so that's what's coming up next week and so make sure you uh join us for that and um so we're going to continue on now with the call. Tyann will uh, be hitting the bye-bye button at some point. And um, like I said, your next live programming will be Essential Oils with Haley at noon Eastern. All right. So right now I'm just waiting for the noodles to cool down for a little bit here so I can more safely pour them into a strainer. I'm going to use a different strainer than the one I used for the meat. I could wash it off or and, if, you know, and uh, the, the original one off if I want, or I can use a different one, whatever works best for you. And then we're going to talk about how to serve the stroganoff, because there are two different ways you can do this. 